We are back. Episode 15, season two, bald to bald. Two freshly shaven heads today. I'm Shane Taggart with my main man, bald brethren, TJ Jones. And T, we took the week off, a little vacation. But it's time for some May Madness. And we have conference tournament week here. But first off, T, how we doing? Um, I I wish two things. I wish I could say I was freshly sh- freshly shaven, but I am scruffy and it doesn't feel good. Um, I need to be taken care of up top, especially around the ears. Um, second, I'd like to say I took a vacation, but I didn't because I had a lot of work to do. Because and why is that? Was, T? Why is there's that? a bad man in New York City now playing for my New York Jets. And it feels real good, almost as good as Georgetown being ranked in the top ten this week. All right, well, I guess we'll, boys. Uh, I'll, I'll let you have your moment right now. Um, you know, big time. You guys getting Rogers and these boys from DC have figured out how to play lacrosse. It's so impressive being preseason ranked like number three and finally getting back in the top ten. So glad you guys figured out how to play, part. but. But no, my my, vaca- my vacation was good. My golf swing is back. Um, you know, went even on the weekend for some picks. Of course, the Eagles did what we do. We dominate the draft. I might get my Masters at Georgia now. Um, you know, I, I just can't believe these teams just don't know how to draft like us. So, um, you know, everything's good in my world as well. But, T, we got a little bit of a shakeup. No recap today. You know, we, we say goodbye to a lot of teams that seasons are over. Um, in, in a very interesting lacrosse season, we, we want to wave them goodbye. But you know, a, a quick look at, at what happened. Not going to break down these games, but you know, Georgetown beats Nova, Denver beats Marquette, uh, UMass sends Hobart packing, Lehigh beats Loyola, and then on Saturday, um, we had the start of the Big Ten tournament, where your favorite team, the the Rutgers Scarlet Knights, their bags have been packed. Those guys will be focusing on finals because their season's pretty much done. Uh, The Ohio State loses to Michigan again. So that's, you know, not only back-to-back football years, they can't beat us, but then also in lacrosse now, they can't beat the Wolverines. So Ohio State, if they want to go back to Division II, I think it would be smart for them, maybe rebuild their programs. But very disappointing year uh, for the Buckeyes, you could say. You know, Merrimack upsets Bryant. Utah beats Queens. Um, you know, St. Joe's beats High Point. Jacksonville gets back on track. Duke and Syracuse had a great battle. Uh, Fairfield with a big time win against Hampton and Yale beating Harvard and Towson pulling an upset. Cornell sneaks by Princeton in overtime. And, you know, we end with Virginia beating Notre Dame for the second time this year. And, and T, I, I want to start with, you know, we did a draft a couple weeks back to start the year for who's going to win the conference and we both have a lot of teams in play right now um how you feeling about your nine picks um my nine picks i feel good about six of them (laughs) the others the other three one of them's already kicked out i have my ohio state buckeyes that i i claimed the the ohio state buckeyes earlier this year and they are god awful i i could I could not wish worse things on that program. They are so overrated. They couldn't be any more overrated. Um, I got some other ones that we'll get into, so I'll let you take the floor. Lead us where are we going first, and we'll take it from there. Yeah, I think we should start with 
you know, we'll, we'll, we'll knock out one of the big guys and then we'll alternate. But I, I think when we look at the Ivy League tournament, this is one that's going to be interesting. You know, they play Friday and Sunday where we get to see Cornell and Yale battle it out in the first slot on ESPNU. And then we get to see Penn take on Princeton. Also, great time of year. Um, these games are just on everything. You know, CBS Sports Network's getting games going now. The Big Ten Network is always. But it feels like you don't have to stream as many games now, um, being this Definitely point of the year. Plus. It's it's such a nice change. But I, I took Yale out of the Ivy League. I know they had a midseason slump. They got their doors blown off by Cornell. But I think it's a lot closer this time around. Yeah, I think the winner of this game – Cornell Yale is essentially, you know, who I think wins the Ivy League tournament. Um, I think both teams in Penn and Princeton have kind of like gotten their way back. Um, but they still have, you know, I, I guess you can, you never you can never say that it's decided. And Penn and Princeton and Yale and Cornell, they've all had close games throughout the year. I just think, in my opinion, Cornell Yale, the winner of that game was the tournament. I took Cornell early in the year. I feel pretty good about it. Um as long as CJ Curse is on the field, I, I I can't you can't not take him, right? You just can't. No, I agree. I, I think Cornell is still gonna be the favorite to come out. Now they've had a couple of close games. What scares me about this one is like, you know, have they played their best game yet? I know they probably have best defenseman in the conference. Obviously, they're the best attackman. Um, you know, their goalie Chase Erlin just put in for the transfer portal for after the season. So I don't know if that might be a distraction to the team as well. But Yale's been kind of on a run right now where they've been finding ways to win. It almost like they kind of woke up now. Penn and Princeton don't really scare me um, in the second matchup. I think Princeton's very uh, – I think they're one of the more overrated teams now in the country. You know, if you look at their resume, you know, they, they've lost Cornell and they've beaten Yale. And other than that, there's really nothing to write home about. Um and even Penn where, you know, they, they're starting to kind of figure it out. But I also do think that Cornell is just top to bottom, just a better overall team. Would you agree? I would 100% agree. I mean, I, 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 like I said, I feel like I feel like both – all three – all four teams, any given – you know, any given day can beat each other. We've seen it in the regular season. I just hope that, you know, the, the more talented team takes care of business. And um, I think Cornell and Yale are those two teams who, you know, whoever wins there, they take care of business in the championship. They're moving on. I also think this is not a surprise by any means, but this is definitely different from last year in which this is a one-bid league. Whoever is winning this conference tournament is in the dance, in the NCAA tournament. And I don't see, obviously, none of these other teams would be making it in otherwise. Well, well I differ with you there because I think if Yale wins it, they, Cornell would still get in. Oh, that. Um, yeah, that's fair. I, I think yeah, that's. I think right. that's the one. Yeah. So it, it's Cornell's to win. If any of these other teams pull the upset, it'll be a two bid lead. Right. And then last right. year, I, nobody wants to see what happened last year when they got six out of their seven teams in, yeah. and Harvard got bounced. You know, Penn and Yale almost lose in the first round. Uh, Princeton makes it makes it you know pretty deep run, and Cornell obviously goes to the championship. But you can't have you just can't have six teams from a conference go in there. It, it's it's I don't want to see that. that. I think you have to reserve that for the ACC. I mean, that's the only team that you can get that all those teams in there, and they won't even have that this year. And obviously, you know, the ACC doesn't have a tournament, but we get to see Notre Dame take on uh, UNC, who's fighting for their playoff lives, where 
you know, they don't really have a signature win besides Hopkins and Cuse earlier in the year. They they pretty they have a pretty soft schedule outside of that, so they need this one to stay alive. Um, but but I think Notre Dame rolls them again. No no disrespect, but I, do I you think, think UNC gets in if Notre no. Dame if they beat Notre Dame? I think it helps their case. I think it puts them above. That that's a better win than any of the other bubble teams would have. Absolutely, but do you? I guess I'm trying to I'm trying to think of the scenario here. Like, if you're Notre Dame, are you playing your guys? Are you risking injury? I wouldn't risk injury, but you're also playing for seeding now. If you're yeah, Notre Dame, yeah. because you know you you have losses to. I mean, you can't beat Virginia is the only team you can't beat, which is kind of wild. But right now they're ranked third. You know, you you lose this game, that might drop. And if dude, if Hopkins wins, Penn State wins. You go from being the three seed to now maybe the five or even six, and obviously you know they still they would still get a home game by any means, but you know you go from being the three seed, you know maybe playing the winner of the the A Sun to guess what you draw Denver or Georgetown yeah, in the first yeah, that's round. Fair. That's fair. Definitely, definitely a reason to play. That's fair. Yeah, so I think I think that's the biggest takeaway, but you know kind of transitioning. So so we got two of the bigger conferences out now. Um, American East T this, this conference to me, I think is getting a a little bit too much praise and I I don't see a lot of hype coming out of this. Now we have Bryant and Binghamton and Vermont and Albany. I, I, so I took, I took Albany earlier in the year. Weird team, man. Weird team. What is a weird team? Like I, I want them to be back, but they're just not, I just don't understand it. Um, I, I think I, I wrote down Bryant here as my team. You know, if I picking, then I picked Albany. If I'm picking now, I'm picking Bryant to win. Um, I, Vermont just doesn't impress me that much. Like I, I get they have big wins or they played big games. Um, but they're just, they're just not like anything special to me. They only played a one goal game against Bryant this year in the season. So you know, come championship time, those boys have been around. Like we, as we know, Brian's been around. They're very granted. They don't have the same coach. Pressler isn't there anymore, but they're just, they're, they're a program and a culture that knows how to win the conference tournament. So I can see Brian pulling out, pulling out the win against Binghamton and then taking care of business in the championship for sure. Well, you know, I, like you said earlier, you know, they lose, I'm speaking on Brian, you know, they lose to Vermont earlier in April. You know, they've beaten Albany. They beat Binghamton, and then they just lose to Merrimack just the other day. Now, I know they played Brown a few days earlier. That, that does raise a little bit concern for me. Like, how do they not beat um, Merrimack when they're a superior team? But in, in this one, I would say Bryant gets Binghamton's number again. And I, I think Vermont can beat Albany, even though Albany just took Penn kind of to the wire. But that's also a game where anytime you have a ranked opponent – coming on the schedule, you're getting your team's best. So I don't think it's going to be a letdown game, but – and kind of maybe a side top, topic here. Do you like how, you know, technically one team does have the advantage from playing a little bit earlier, both at this uh, – at the same location? Um, I don't think a couple-hour difference or, like, that, that – couple hour advantage from playing earlier is that much of a difference i mean i guess it depends when it comes from a scouting perspective the team that's winning that wins the first game obviously has an like more time to prepare more time to 
I mean, get a look at the teams, even though you're not really allowed to like live scout or you're not supposed to live scout. So like whatever happens, happens, I guess. Um, I don't think it's too much of an advantage. I, I could see why maybe you get some extra time in the training room. Maybe guys get a little bit off, get a little bit more time off again, more time to prepare. But as a player, I mean, I think you're just, you're just going out there and playing like you, that extra couple hours to go scour the film and like get a scouting report together. I think it's just, you know, roll the ball out to whichever team, the better team that day is winning. I, I will say though, I mean, even, and you know, transition to the next conference, the A-10, and the only reason I say this is St. Joe's plays high point at 5.30. And, they, you know, they just played four days ago. So that's going to be very interesting. But then Richmond plays UMass at 8 p.m., which that game's not done till 10.30. Like, you're shot, whoever wins that one on Friday. By the time you actually get done, leave the locker room, leave campus, tailgate, like, see your family, hotel, or if you're Richmond and you win, like, you're hosting – Dude, you're at 11, it's at 11.30. Like, I, I think that's where it gets a little kind of shaky. Like, why can't St. Joe's play? I, you're missing the whole day anyway. You're not going to school. Class is pretty much over. Why isn't this one game at 2 and the next one at 6? I, I don't I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you. I, I, I get the, the scheduling's a little messed up. But I think for the teams that went through this during the season and kind of did that Friday, Sunday, or Saturday, Monday, or Thursday, Saturday, like those games in the season that you're pretty much prepping yourself and you're prepping for your team for the conference tournament routine. You're going to have an advantage in these situations if you did well in those in those times of the year. But also, if you if you didn't, you 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 now learn. You have the experience. You're telling your team, "Hey, this is how it felt a couple of weeks ago when we played Drexel and Villanova back to back, or whatever it may be." You know, so hopefully those teams are better prepared. But I don't think, like I said, I don't think it gives you too much of an advantage. I guess I get that it sucks, but it, I mean, it kind of is what it is. Yeah, and and kind of getting back to the actual analysis. Now, I just watched St. Joe's play High Point. Um, St. Joe's had a lot of man ups. High Point rode rode them very hard. St. Joe's kind of struggled to clear. I don't think that's going to be the case again. Um, I think St. Joe's wins again this next time around. Obviously, it's going to be at Richmond, a little bit closer of a drive for High Point, rather than St. Joe's traveling down. You're probably six hours from Philly, but the Richmond UMass game to me is a little bit more interesting because these two teams haven't played in probably a, a close to a month. Where Richmond one by one, a lot of these goals, a lot of these games have been a one goal, two goal game, but Richmond's offense has just put up 26, 20, 13, excuse me, 13 and 12. So they're starting to get a little bit more of a rhythm. You know, they're led by Dalton Young. He's got 58 points on the year, uh, you know, more assists than goals, which is very interesting to see. You don't really see that too often anymore um, out of the at least top guy on each team. But I think if, if Richmond can get to 15, I think they can beat UMass. This, this UMass team has just shown time and time again, you know, they've, only, they've scored 13 or more just twice on the year. Yeah, I think the magic number – for Richmond is 15, like you mentioned. I think they get they hit 15. I think they're good. Um, I think the real the, the advantage for St. Joe's in this tournament is not having to go through Richmond or UMass again. You only have to play them once. Again, don't want to look ahead to anything. You know, take it one right. game at a time. You got high point first. You got to beat high point. But if you're Richmond or UMass, you're like fuck. We got to go play against the essentially another top team in the conference that easily could have been a one seed. Okay. And then you got to go play. 
the another the next best team. So a huge advantage for the one seed. Um, I agree. I think St. Joe's. Hopefully they get out on scathe. You know, ho- like hopefully they get maybe a chance to rest their stars in the fourth quarter. Not going to go too far ahead, but just you know, put it out there. Um, Richmond, UMass, like like you mentioned, I think the numbers fifteen. I'm really surprised looking at Richmond's depth chart. Like obviously, you know, you what we've watched them play throughout the season, watched them play St. Joe's. They're they've got four guys scoring twenty goals on the season. They are very balanced. The question is, is like when you get into a close game, it's like, okay, who are you giving the ball to to go score a goal? Yeah, the the thing that scares me is Richmond. If if that kid for UMass uh, not or note pardon between the pipes, if he's on fire, like uh, if you can, like you got to get ten at least because the UMass offense they will score. And you know when St. Joe's beat them a couple weeks ago, they had you know two pole goals and two D midi score. Um, so they they will grind you down. In six on six. Now I think I think Richmond's playing some good lacrosse recently. Obviously, no disrespect to St. Bonnie's, but you know they kind of fucking suck. And Hobart's defense is cheats. So I, I won't let these you know 20, 23 goal average the last two games kind of pump it up anymore. Um, where I know we've seen crazier things happen. These guys haven't played in a month. Probably a very different scouting report now. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. Now I took St. Joe's to win the conference. I believe you took Richmond. I did. I took Richmond. It's not, it, and, and it doesn't mean I'm not rooting for St. Joe's because you picked them first in the draft. Hey, sometimes you got to just steal in the draft. It's what we do here. Um, but I feel good about that one. Now, I know that I shit on this team all year long, and I can't believe that I got stuck picking them. But we're going to go down to the A-Sun, A-Fun, where they actually start tomorrow, maybe the day this comes out. But we have Mercer and Bellarmine, and then we have Jacksonville versus Robert Morris. Jacksonville went from being, oh, man, this team's a top-10 team, and I picked them to win the conference by default. But, you know, they start the year with just a loss to Hopkins, and somehow this team beat Duke. I, I don't get it. I, I'm never going to get it. But, you know, they've lost to Utah. They gave up 18. They lose to Air Force. They give up 15. And th- to be frank, since that Duke game, you know, this team beat High Point by two. They haven't beat anybody with a – and I know they just beat Bellarmine, but by one, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Robert Morris, um, I, I don't think Robert Morris beats him though. They got doubled up last time. That's almost two months ago. Listen, I think I, I just, I love the fact that Jacksonville isn't even a top two seed in their own conference, which is just, I'm just couldn't be more happy to see it. Um, I had Utah, earlier in the year when we picked I'm I feel good about Utah right now you have to get, essentially if you're Utah you have to go play the winner of Mercer and Bellarmine first of all how did Mercer get a four seed in this in this conference again they I get they have to play they get wins against Queens Lindenwood and Detroit Mercy and that's how you get a four seed but like it, gosh I think Utah is couldn't be in a better position to win this conference Jackson and for the sole fact that Mercer or Utah has to play one less game than Jacksonville does um, that, that's the oh, key right there. That's yeah, the key yeah. is, that, is that extra day of rest. But T, even looking at, at like a team like Mercer, you know, you get lumped up by, by Bucknell and, and UNC. You lose to Army, you lose to Air Force, you lose to Richmond, you lose to, you lose to UMBC. You lose to Jacksonville, kind of in a tight game. You beat Bellarmine and Robert Morris, but then you lose. Like, I, I can't get a read on this team, but the only reason they're in this position is the, the sheer fact that they have to play Queens and Lindenwood. Um, back to back to end the year and get in. Um, now they've beaten Bellarmine before, 
that was about a month and a half ago now, or close to about a month, sorry. They won by three. I, I, I don't see that happening again. This this is the one where I think it's tough to beat a team twice, especially a team like Mercer. Um, but I, I want to touch on what you just said, bringing up Utah. Now, I know they're, they're technically the, the hottest team in the country right now. Uh, they've won nine in a row. But, I mean, this is a cupcake nine. I, I mean, yes, but they're all like – they just take care of their conference. Like that's the thing. Right. Jacksonville can't even take care of their own fucking conference. Right. I'm just going to be curious to see where Utah goes with losing to Rutgers, losing to Hopkins, lost to Vermont, lost to Denver, beat Marquette. Like when it comes to playing like legit teams, they're like they're three and four, arguably. Um, but I, I don't think Utah could win a. a NCAA tournament game though. I don't no, see that happening. I, I think I think they they get in. I think they win their tournament. They get in. They, they're a, a lost in the first round easily. And we can go back to why we would even they, they should they, they should be in the playing game. Like cool. so that that's where it might get to because Air Force also is the other top seed. So they're gonna wait to play the winner of this as well, which kind of stinks that we don't have those matchups now, but that'll that'll also be um, you know, the next round will be Thursday, then they play Saturday. So for these for a lower seed, you got to play three games in five days. Like that fucking blows. Yeah, I, I, that's why I think there's no way Jacksonville comes out of this. If they did, I would be shocked. It would be a total letdown by Air Force or Utah. Yeah, and I, I think that's just so hard to go. But next conference, I want to take a look at. I want to just tiptoe super quick through the CAA because this one to me. Actually, you know what? We'll, we'll hit the Patriot League real quick because right. they have games tomorrow too. Lehigh Lafayette and then Navy Loyola, both teams playing at the same time, which I think is very key. But has there been a team with a faster downfall besides Jacksonville than Loyola? Uh, no. I, I, I can't think of anything. Like, I don't – I you come in – you – they're like a – what are they, a top – Five team tops. Were they ranked at, six at, when they beat Maryland? At, at one point, I believe they were. Then they got as high as five. Right. And then they lost right to Rutgers. Towson took them to the wire. Duke just ended their season. Lo- lose to Army. Lost to Navy. Lost to BU. Lost to Georgetown by almost two touchdowns. And then they just lost to Lehigh. I think their spirits are dead. I think this team's done. Um, now, luckily for me, I have them to win the Patriot League, which kind of sucks. Now, this was sweet like uh, two months ago when they were the number two te- or number five team in the country. But um, you know, they they played Navy almost a month ago. I, I don't see them, and they lost by one. Navy is one of those teams where maybe they're starting to figure it out now after having a tough stretch. But I, I don't really see it. I think the either, either one these neither of these two teams are winning the uh, winning it's the conference fighting games. The thing is, is like. We you with for the Patriot League, you get out of this round, you get into the semifinals, and honestly, I'm looking at Lehigh Army BU and whoever. Like, I know we say that the the Loyola Navy, like I don't know if those teams is legitimate in winning a in winning the tournament, but like I could totally see them having an upset in the semifinals. You know, like that's just how the Patriot League is. Like we thought Army was a, a clear cut winner a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And then they slip up against BU, which seems to be a thing that happens to them, unfortunately, pretty recently and pretty often. 
Um, makes me feel good. I have BU as the winner of this conference, but I, I, I just don't feel – I can't confidently say anything just given the history, given the history of how this how this tournament plays out. Yeah, I, I think looking at the, the overall matchups here, I think Lehigh wins over Lafayette. I don't think that's going to be an issue for them. Um, you know, they, they almost beat them – they almost doubled them up earlier about a month ago. But what's interesting is, you know, Lehigh might have the best face-off guy in the, in the conference – I, I just wouldn't be shocked, T, if Lehigh ended up winning the Patriot League. I, I really wouldn't. Not at all. Not at all. I, I they, They're a solid team. Like, I don't think they're, you know, they're not anything special, but, like, they're just another Patriot League team that can, you know, beat a conference opponent on any given day. And I, I think that, like, I think that's a story for a lot of these tournaments and and more, frankly, for, for the Patriot League than any other one is, you know, a team can get hot, a team can – you know, beating a team two to three times in a given year is a lot. Like, I just, I mean, you look at Lehigh's losses. They lose to Cornell earlier in the year. You know, take it for what it's worth. They lose to Army by two earlier in the year. That could easily go a different direction. They lose to Georgetown by two, you know, out of conference, whatever. Those boys down in D.C., they're bad. Um, and they lose to BU by three. Like, I like these are close games and they're close losses that could easily be wins and they're easily like a top 15 to top 10 team. But now, to be devil's advocate, if Army doesn't win the Patriot League, I'm not putting them in the tournament. Oh, no, no, no. This is a Patriot League. Un- this is the unfortunate part. I think we've said this before. This is the unfortunate part about the Patriot League is that they beat up on each other so much that they never have a chance to get at-large bids because no, none of those teams – there's no team that's going like – well, I guess this year they had two teams that go seven and one. But, like, but, but they're they not just beating- slip up. And, I, and what what I hate about some of these larger conferences is that there's you know six seven eight there's nine teams in the Patriot League, so right off the bat, you know Army played thirteen games this year. Nine of those are in conference. So the four teams you get out of your conference are UMass, you lose to, you beat Rutgers by one, you fucking play Wagner, and then you played Mercer. So no offense, but if I'm Army, like. Yeah, like you're out of conference. Like, drop Wagner and Mercer. Go play an ACC team. So they got kind of. I think they got fucked this year. Did they end up playing Syracuse? I don't think they did. No, that, no, they Gary stopped. Gary Gate, stopped. Gate took them off the schedule, which totally fucked them. Um, that is a right. staple matchup every year. That I mean, you could see them beating Syracuse this year, and then you have an then you have the conversation that we usually have in years past for Army. That is, can they be an at large team? Which is you know completely for short. I just butchered that, but eight eight teams in the conference they play and they play Cornell. But you know, Cornell, UMass, Rutgers, like not a bad out of conference, but the Wagner Mercer just hurts you because in in the Patriot League, you have Holy Cross one and thirteen, Colgate two and nine. I mean, also Colgate eleven games this year. Like that sucks. What <laughs> like, happened to Bucknell? I thought Bucknell was going to be good this year. <laughs> Imagine Bucknell no. coming out of Week One, putting up twenty goals against Mercer, and then you just <laughs> fucking lose. Yeah, I mean they're. I, I think the Patriot League's a one-bid league. I, I wouldn't be surprised if – and even, again, not to be kind of weird, but even even BU, like, you know, you're, you're in the top 20 now. You lost to Vermont. Your best win's probably UMass right now as I'm going through this. You lost to Yale. That Loyola win doesn't mean as much. You lost to Navy. You beat Lehigh and Army. Like, you're, you're not getting you're not getting an at-large or a, uh, an at-large. So, the winner of this, is, it's a one-bid league, which, which kind of stinks. Um, I, I don't know. I think it's. Uh, I think the Patriot League got a excuse me a lot of hype. Not not they didn't deserve it, but 
been a lot of smoke and mirrors there. But now we kind of get into some, which I think are the most interesting conferences here down the stretch. I, w- I want to move to the MAC, where the Mac. we get Mount St. Mary's and Marist at 3 p.m., and then that one's followed by Manhattan and Siena. We saw Siena beat Manhattan earlier in the year. Um, you know, Mount had a very solid year now, you know, no longer getting their shit kicked in the NEC. But, you know, Manhattan, what, what scares me about the Jaspers is I don't worry about their defense so much, but their offense. Like, they beat Wagner 6-2. to two. They can't they, – they are struggling offensively. And I know they have – they've had some injuries – um, they're just kind of not the six, same six, team. Six goals. They just—they're just not the same team that beat Army or not beat Army, beat Navy. They're not this—they're just not the same team as earlier in the year that went toe to toe with Princeton for most of the game. Granted, that box score looks differently, but they had the—they had the Princeton in the wire, you know. So I—I I, I agree. I mean, I think defensively, you know, they're—they're they're holding Wagner to two goals. I don't think anybody's done that this year. They, um, they have—they have six wins under ten goals. Yeah, like that's that's just like touts or props to Coach Coobs and that defense and Jay down the here. They're doing a great job on the on the defensive end, but like you, you, you say you're, offense, you say you're, 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 you're voting him. You're voting him Coach of the Year. Coach of the Year in the conference, Coach Coobs, absolutely. Okay, I just want to I just want to on the record. I've been saying it all year. Best best pickup in the game, turning around that program. Uh, I again pick Manhattan to win. So let's Jasper the fuck up here. I, I, think the fuck they, up. I think they can do it. I do think, though, you know, again, tough to beat a team twice. And then they get a little bit of revenge on Siena. But even a team like Mount, where they, you know, they rattled off seven in a row and then they lose to freaking, <laughs> they lose to Siena as well. So, you, you know, Siena might also be that team where it's been a while, T, since we've seen the, since we've seen them, you know, playing for a, Conference championship and even playing the big dance, but I, I, I don't know. I, I still think it's Manhattan's lead. I think it's Manhattan's lead. I think it's going to be, to be honest with you, I think it's either Manhattan or Marist. And I, and like Marist did a total bullshit move putting up, trying to put up 30 goals in a conference game. Like, get the fuck out of here. That's just disrespectful. Take the boys out. You're up by that much. Stop putting it in the net. Like it's, I don't know, just not not cool. But I just I I can see them winning. I, I just do. I can see them winning. I think um, that's who I have. I have Marist. I I'm rooting, obviously rooting for Manhattan and the Jaspers, but I can see Marist. There's another conference with just with a thousand fucking teams. Like too many teams. Too many teams. We need to make some new conferences yeah. that are bad, but you know, still new conferences. Yeah, even that out. So that leaves us with. We have the Big Ten, the Big East, and we have the CAA. See which one would you like to go with now? Let's let's just go through the CAA real quick. Not a lot there. Um, well, might as well touch on it. Interesting. With Del- so Towson Delaware rematch. They just played on Saturday. Towson wins by five. Drops Delaware's um, RPI. Where this game, this conference might be the new playing game with the MAC now. It was the A10 originally. It's going to probably be the CAA where, you know, they kind of have a down-year conference. Uh, I'm not sure. I didn't get to watch this one. I've said Towson's been pretty dangerous all year, where they've lost some tight games. You know, they, they played UVA extremely tough. I mean, you know, they lose to Drexel by one and Stony Brook by one and Denver by two. I mean, dude, you flip some of these scores, and this team has, like, one or two. They lose to Loyola by one. They took St. Joe's by three. Like, like this team's pretty 
I think they're a good team. Now, granted, they just beat Hampton, Monmouth, and Delaware, but you kind of start getting a little crooked here. Can you do it again? It's at Delaware. You were, you were home last time. I'm not sure, man. I, 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 now I have Drexel winning the conference, and just said earlier, they're the other team playing. We have Drexel Stony Brook. I think we see Drexel Delaware in the, in the conference championship. I agree with you. I think, you know, you got to, I don't know going into it if Delaware knew that they were probably going against Towson. I don't know if they were playing for anything. They had to, they obviously had the one seed locked up given that they lost to, um, given that they lost to Towson and still are the one seed. So, um, you got to assume that they went into the end of the game knowing that they were the one seed, maybe resting some guys, you know, maybe not playing as hard knowing that they might have been playing them the next week. Um, and that's, you know, obviously a coaching philosophy that, you know, some teams do, some teams don't. Um, but I agree with you. I think Delaware and Drexel are headed to the to the conference tournament there. Um, I have Delaware to win. Um, I just, I mean, I hate Drexel. I can't stand them. They're not, they're like not talented. They just find a way to win and it makes me angry. I hope Delaware can just, for me, it for Delaware, for the Blue Hens, it's taking care of business. Do what you got to do to make it to the to the big dance second year in a row. And maybe, you know, shake it up. You know, maybe, uh, maybe make hey, a little run like last year. Pull the upset last year. Now Drexel beat Stony Brook by one probably about a month ago. And then they'll rematch. So that one might be able to go either way. I think, you know, I think Drexel's a team where if they're on, they're very dangerous. I haven't watched. I only watched Stony Brook lose to Chiefs this year. So I don't know too much about them. Um, but I think that one's it's going to be Delaware Drexel in the championship. But I wouldn't be surprised if Towson uh, ran the show. That's another one where the the second game starts at eight thirty. Like that's fucking that's insane. Insane. It's 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 like fun to play late at night in some situations, but when you're in a conference tournament and you're waiting around all day, that sucks. It is yeah. awful. That's not great. Um, so now that leaves us with the Big Ten, the Big East. I, I want to go Big East here. Because I think this is also extremely interesting. Um, so your your Georgetown Hoyas will play Providence at six thirty in the one v four. I don't know what to think of this Providence team, dude. I, I saw them play St. Joe's earlier in the year and got absolutely butt fucked. Part of my French. And then this team somehow, you know, loses to Georgetown by two, beats Marquette by two. Gets curb stomped by Nova, squeaks one out against St. John's, you know, doesn't really put up a fight against Denver, gets blown out by North Carolina, beats Stony Brook and beats Fairfield. Like, I'm not, I, I don't get this team. I, I don't think they're good. And I'm, I'm being 100% honest when I say that. Like, there's no reason why Georgetown shouldn't blow this team out by 10. I, I, so the only reason that I don't see them blowing it out by 10 is they blow, they're winning by 13 and they pull everybody out in the fourth quarter and it gets to six. Um, this is another one that's just a, just a huge advantage for the one seed, a huge advantage because if you're Denver Villanova, is this, are these games at Georgetown? Do we know where this is hosted? Um, I can find that out. Oh, yeah, it's at Marquette. It's at Marquette. Okay. So a little bit of a rotating thing, not really a home field advantage. But I'll tell you what is home. Well, actually, it's Milwaukee. What an hour back? I'm assuming it is. Even, with that being said, you, we talk about the times. You have a 5:30 game, 5:30 local time game for Georgetown versus Providence, and an 8:30 local time game for Denver Villanova. Obviously, 6:30, 9:30 Eastern time for people keeping track. Um, 
But Denver Villanova having to match up against each other and then go play Georgetown the week the, a couple of days after, like that's tough. That's going to be hard. It's a hard yeah, road to the tournament. Now, luckily, Denver, I think they're one of the hotter teams. They've won uh, five in a row here. You know, they, they would have won seven in a row, but they lost to Georgetown um, April 1st. And then they lost to Yale earlier that. So I do. I think Denver's starting to put it together. It's Tierney's last chance. They 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 beat Nova um, about a month ago. They doubled them up twelve six. I know Nova has a few name guys. You know Matt Campbell leading the way there. I, I watched them play. I don't think they're that good. And I'm even seeing stuff where they might be an at large team. Like I, I don't know. I don't know what we're going off because they, they've beaten Penn State, which is kind of crazy. See, and, they yeah, beat, but, and they've beaten Penn. But besides that, dude, they haven't they haven't beaten anybody. If they if they get into the tournament as an at large after like beating Denver makes it a better situation and then you see what happens in the Georgetown game. If, so I think that the only possible way that Villanova can maybe have a conversation of being an at-large bid over some of the ACC teams, the Big Ten teams, even some of even some of the um, who am I missing? Uh, Patriot League teams, maybe um, Villanova. You know, they're, they're just they've got nobody. They don't pass the eye test. They need to they need to have a close they have to beat Denver convincingly and they have to have a close game against Georgetown to maybe have a conversation. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it, I think we see Georgetown play Denver um this time in the championship. I think Georgetown's gonna get the win again. But I think I think it's gonna be a one goal game, in my opinion. I think I think Denver plays their asses off for Tierney one last time. And if they get in well, now this becomes a two-bid lead because Georgetown's going to get in the tournament, which I hate you, to say. You think Georgetown gets in? I think they're going to get in because of how shitty Ohio State ended the year, Rutgers ended the year, and if Army doesn't win the Patriot League, I think you put Georgetown in over Army. And if Cornet, like if, if all these teams go chalk in the tournament, you know, meaning like Cornell wins and and whatnot. That just eliminates all these other contenders because, you know, Georgetown, yeah, they lost to Hopkins, Penn, and Notre Dame. You know, winning against – they beat Princeton. They beat Denver. They beat Nova. Like, I think they would get in over Nova. I think, I think you have to look at some of the ACC teams first, like the Syracuse I, of the world. Yeah, and if, there, if there's a dark horse, it's going to be Q sits in. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they're slowly becoming like America's team again for whatever fucking reason. Um, I think after last year with what happened to Notre Dame, I bet you the ACC gets the benefit of the doubt. Um, I, it, it's tough to. It would be tough to put in two teams from the Big East, even if it was Denver and Georgetown. I, yeah. I, I and I love Georgetown. I love those boys. I mean, you I know, we know we know you love Georgetown. They um they I just I just don't know. They're they're. Their wins this year against teams that earlier on you thought were bigger wins, Princeton, you know, Lehigh, Denver, like, I don't know. If they if they win one of the first three against Hopkins, Penn, and Notre Dame, I, it's a different story. But I, I just don't – I don't see it. I don't see it. Yeah, I, I think that's – I mean, I now I have Denver winning. You have Georgetown winning. 
Um, so at least we have a, a few teams. You know, most of the, our teams are still in play. And we end with the Big Ten with Penn State and Michigan. He ended up at 1 o'clock on Thursday, followed by Hopkins and Maryland. Um, it's, it's, it's interesting, man, because if you're Michigan, you lose to Penn State by two. You beat Ohio State. You beat Ohio State again. And now you play Penn State again. So this team's probably still fresh on your mind. It's only about, you know, one scouting report away. You've shown that you can take it a little bit to the wall or to the wire. I, I think Penn State's the better team. But I think Michigan winning those back-to-back games over Ohio State is a huge confidence boost. Penn State hasn't played in two weeks, so they're going to be fresh. But does this get into the rust versus rest? Because they have won four in a row um, in that sense. So I this is, this is like an upset alert for me right here. Michigan, Penn State. Michigan can absolutely upset Penn State here, a hundred percent. I and team I just of, team I just of destiny. Thing, I, I, what'd you say? Team of destiny. Team of destiny. The 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 blue and haze or whatever the fuck it is. Ma- um, ma- maze and blue. Maze and blue. Whatever. Um, we got both Hopkins and Penn State haven't played for two weeks. So you know we talked about too, injuries yeah. and rust versus rest, like you mentioned, but like. I could I could easily see a Michigan Maryland Big Ten final easily. Yeah. Granted, all I think between I think Penn State, Hopkins, and Maryland are all making the NCAA tournament this year. I think there's no way you can take any of those teams out, um, no matter what happens in this conference tournament. Um, but you gotta if you're if you're one of those fringe teams and one of the other conferences, you gotta hope one of those three wins. I was just gonna say if Michigan were to win this conference, they get they get four teams in. That would be a – that would put a lot of teams just end their seasons on a yeah. tough note. You're, yeah, it, you're, it, if you're a team hoping to get in that large and you're on the fringe, you're you're rooting for Penn State, Hopkins, or Maryland. And, dude, even, even Hopkins, you know, they, they just beat Maryland by one for what feels like the first time in forever. So you play them again. You're, you got the same scout from that you just saw. And before that, you know, you, you loot – you know, Penn State's your last loss in almost two months. Then you lose to Virginia – and you know Loyola, North Carolina, months ago, but you know those those losses don't even seem real anymore. But it's funny, you know, Maryland looked good against Rutgers. I don't think that says a lot anymore. But like, did Hopkins blow their nut beating Maryland two weeks ago, and and is overhyped, or are they that good? Because um, as we know, you know Maryland, you know they're about to have uh, maybe one guy in their team break forty points, which is crazy to think. Um, but even a team like Maryland where, you know, they, they kind of dominate Rutgers. They lose to Hopkins. They beat Rutgers again, and they beat Ohio State. And, you, like, I don't know. This, this Maryland team, it's, 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 it's a funky team. If they get good goalie play, their defense can be, you know, locked down. But there's no one on this offense that I'm like, shit, like, oh, shit, we got to play Jared Bernhardt. Oh, shit, we got to play Wisnowskis. We got to play Rambo. Got to play Connor Kelly, like, there's no one on the team that that's scary like that. Yeah, I think so. What it's going to come down for for Hopkins is, I mean, it's it's up the middle. It's the specialists. If you look at the last game against uh, against for Hopkins against Maryland, you know, facing off, they they 
neutralize Luke Weirman and put him yep. under 50%. And then you look at the goalie play, and Tim Marcial is 35% in the net. And, and this kid is confident. Yeah. So you don't expect that again. Granted, he's been pretty cold the past couple of games. Um, he has not been up to par. He hasn't been above 50% since Rutgers. Before that, he was getting smoked by teams like Delaware and Michigan. So, like, you got to hope that he comes through as somebody who's been a heartbeat for your team this season. And then you got to hope that you can neutralize Luke Weirman. I think you give yourself a good shot. Um, that I didn't I didn't realize how badly he played in the first game against Maryland. You know, we talk about, you know, Maryland's offense not being prolific. Um, they find a way to get it done. It's amazing that a kid, Braden Erksa, the freshman, is the one who's leading this offense. Um, but this is, I mean, this is the tournament to watch when it comes to the conference tournaments. This is going to be a, it's going to be a fun one to say the least. Yeah, I, I think this one's going to be a, a an absolute dog fight, and you know that'll kind of wrap up the the conference preview. You know, obviously, we'll know more of these matchups from a couple a couple of those conferences for Thursday. And then obviously Saturday will be the championship and the Ivy League plays Sunday. But, you know, kind of just a little curveball here before I – a little top 20. I think it's so funny that Duke's playing Merrimack on Sunday the 7th. Like, like what? Like, what are you doing? That is like – that's literally – for. I mean, for Duke, you're not going to see a single starter. No. And, and for Merrimack, as, that's just like you're going to – that's a somehow that's going to be on ESPNU or some bullshit, and you get like some TV time against Duke, and you get to say like, "Oh, we took Duke to the wire." Ah, it's like, give me a fucking break. Yeah, I, I feel like Duke. You know, it's like they're almost on t- TV. You know, they played fourteen games this year, which is still more than most teams. But like this game serves no purpose. Like, if, like imagine if they do, they lose to Merrimack somehow, some way. I, 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 it would be, it's a miracle if that were to happen, but that just throws a wrench in everything and, and kind of transitioning into the top 10 or the top 20. We've only had three different teams ranked as number one this whole year. And it's just been, it's the Spider-Man meme of Virginia, Notre Dame and Duke just Venmoing each other. Who's going to be the number one team in the country each week. It's kind of, it's kind of funny um, in my opinion, because it's like Duke can't beat Notre Dame but they can beat Virginia, but Virginia can only beat Notre Dame, but they can't beat Duke. And Notre Dame can't beat Virginia, but they have no problem with Duke. Like, I, I don't get it. It's so weird. It's wild. It's wild. I, I think this is the best ranking that they've had. I think everything's settled. All the mud's been kind of cut through. But you have Duke, Virginia, Notre Dame, then Hopkins and Penn State as your top five, which I think is very fair. And then the next five, being Cornell, Maryland, who I think is getting a little bit more of the doubt due to their name and last year's team, Georgetown, Denver, and Penn. I think you could put eight, nine, and ten in any order, in Absolutely. my opinion. I think those are all interchangeable teams. Now, where it gets a little weird, and you know, you're starting to see less teams receiving votes. You know, you pretty much have the top twenty-five figured out if everything works out well. But then you have Yale, Army, Nova, and Michigan, where it's like Nova loses. Army loses, Yale jumps up, Michigan jumps up, and then BU kind of skyrockets past a lot of teams. Um, what are your thoughts on those on that that group of five? I think that's a weird five. I think it's a weird five. I think 
it's another thing where they all deserve to be there, but what the order is, is it, it is what it is. I mean, you look at the rest of the teams, Rutgers, I mean, again, good team, but they're dead. The season's over. Um, North Carolina. For all, about, to be, about to be over. For all intents and purposes, yes, about to be over. Syracuse, another great team, great story. They've come on in the, in the past couple of weeks. Their season's over. Utah, I don't know what Princeton's doing at 20, like – I feel like St. Joe's deserves to be that twenty that twentieth spot. It, it would have been it would have been Delaware, but they lost, which is kind of wild. Like that Delaware loss dropping them from I think they were like third. Actually, I'll just look real quick. Um, yeah, dude, they Delaware dropped. They were thirteen. Yeah. So they so they take a huge drop. You know, Princeton was twenty last week, which I not crazy about it. And I know you know we're two of the biggest St. Joe's homers out there, but like. Why isn't this team in the top? Like all they've done is win their games, lose to Drexel by two, which is bad. Take Duke by three, and you lose two one goal games to. Dude, they've lost a total of five goals to the number one team in the country, the number four team in the country, the number ten team in the country. Like that's more impressive than anything that fucking Utah's done. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I I heard from. Uh from our good friend, uh, former All-American, Brendan McMuffin, that uh, Quint was talking shit about St. Joe's and A-10 again on the broadcast this weekend. And I just like, why Why is there so much disrespect for the A-10 when we have multiple conference winners from the previous years in the same conference now? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't see why somebody can talk down on the A-10 and not speak to the CAA, the fucking – a son, everybody loves to fucking jerk off to the A son. Like, give me a break. Like, those guys yeah. are they're pathetic. America East, like, they're just a nothing conference. Like, and then like good old Maction. Like, everybody loves some action, but like they're they're the, they're the bottom of the barrel, you know. So like, I don't know why we're talking about the A ten. Like, there's some garbage conference like everybody else. Um, I don't, I don't know. Just pisses me off. Now looking at you know the projected AQs right now. They have it being Vermont, Utah, Joe's, Georgetown, Hop, Delaware, Cornell, Manhattan, and BU. So if that were to stick right now, the current at-larges in, in, in order would be Duke, UVA, Notre Dame, Penn State, Maryland, Yale, uh, Penn, Denver, Nova, North Carolina, Rutgers, Princeton, Army, Bryant, Houston, Michigan. So a lot of these teams are it, – it's win or go home. So even a team like Michigan where – you know, they, they could end the year at eight and seven or get to nine and six. And, you know, season might be over no matter what. Um, now, even now, those teams are also pretty much in order of the RPI. Uh, and looking at what they have for the bracket now, the last four in would be Maryland, Yale, Denver, and Nova. So seeing Yale and, and Maryland on the road would be interesting. The first four out are Penn, Carolina, Rutgers, and Princeton, which I think is spot on. Spot. Um, but you would have the winner of Delaware, Manhattan, play Duke. Interesting. Yeah, Georgetown, that's what it is. Georgetown would play Yale, which I think is a shitty draw for both those teams. Penn State would play BU. Hopkins would play Vermont, which is a fucking gift. That is a gift. <laughs> um, Notre Dame would get Utah. Maryland would get Nova, which I think is a fucking gift. How is Nova that, in there at an at-large? 
Yeah, that's that's what I don't I don't get. And then Cornell would play Denver, which is a pretty shitty draw too. And Virginia would get St. Joe's, which that that sucks. <laughs> like that that blows. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I think you know bracketology is what it is. Like it's always just you never know what's gonna happen in tournaments. Dude, this could change. You could have you know like Bryant could win the the American East, and then Jacksonville could win the A Sun or Air Force wins the A Sun, and somehow Providence like, like I'm not saying Providence wins, but like Delaware doesn't win the CAA. Marist wins the MAC. Like this all gets jumbled up. So I, I know it's it's nice to look at early, but at the end of the day, it's like win, win your two games and, and you get to play. That's just it. That's what it needs to come down to: is win your two games and you're in. Win your two games. That is the message to everybody listening. That's the message to the players. We've been there, We've lost multiple times. Just, just win, baby. <laughs> had to throw that one in there. Had to. Now, I think we're going to be fine overall. Um, one episode this week, T, you know, the, the teams that I have, just a reminder, I have Yale, Maryland, Bryant, Denver, Jacksonville, St. Joe's, Drexel, Loyola, Manhattan. If that goes five and four, I'd be happy. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel pretty good about mine too. The teams that I don't feel good about, Big Ten, I, I lost. I'm taking Hopkins for what it's worth, but uh, I, I had Ohio State and they're out. That's from earlier in the year. They fucking suck. Um, I have Georgetown in the East. Hell yeah. Um, A-10, I have Richmond. We'll see what happens. Delaware in the CAA. Cornell in the Ivy. BU in the Patriot League. In the MAC, I have Marist. Go Jaspers, though. A-Sun, we got the Utes in America East. We got – I'm rooting for the Danes. No? we got They got a shot. You never know. The great Danes. Any, any given day, T. We, we've seen crazier stuff happen. But uh, for, for wrapping this episode up, always a pleasure. Make sure you lock in tomorrow. We got games tomorrow. We got you know some games Wednesday, some Thursday, or no games Wednesday. Thursday is going to be a great slate, and then Friday night will be awesome. Um, and then maybe we go live on the you know Selection Sunday. I like that idea. A little little live live reaction on Selection Sunday. We'll see how it goes. Yes, sir. For everybody, T, always a pleasure. Send us off, and you know, have a great weekend, everybody. A week. Cheers, everybody.